everybody. Welcome to Too Busy to Flush. I'm JR. I'm Molly. And we're sitting here in the Fallout Shelter, our little bunker storage room turned studio slash hobby room slash music room slash recording booth. It's only concrete on two sides, so it's not really a fallout shelter. Well, I call it a fallout shelter because of that sign right there that I stole from uh, an apartment complex right off of Michigan Avenue in Chicago when I was in college. It was uh. in the stairwell, and I said I need to have that. Okay, speaking of Michigan <sighs> Avenue. So I stole it. I While just... I was at Bible school. Sinner in need of grace, always. Um, I watched a cover video of music video of uh, Simon and Garfunkel's Sounds of Silence with images of Chicago right now. It's, I mean, there's major cities. It's mostly Chicago, though. It's wow. nuts. It's really weird to see, like, the iconic bean with not a single person in it. Subway doors opening and shutting. And this is not, I mean, I see New York City and the subways are packed with so-called essential workers. I mean, they, I say so-called because I don't know what what makes an essential worker, you know. But um, but in Chicago, the suburbs, the L is opening and closing, and there's not a single person on the platforms, not a single person on the trains. I kind of wish I lived in a bigger city to get some really cool photos, to just walk around the city and take photos of nothing, of emptiness. I think that'd just be really cool. I don't because our lifestyle is naturally social distancing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're doing social distancing right now. <clears throat> um, our sweet neighbor Julie, when I mm-hmm. got home, she texted me when I pulled into our driveway. She was sitting on their front step by herself, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and she texted that it was cute how our kids were all playing outside and went screaming across the grass, which is like fifty yards of running for them, screaming "Mommy, Mommy!" And she texted, "That was really cute." And I was like, "Yeah, cute. <laughs> yeah, kind of wish they'd." been somewhere else so i could have had a few more minutes by myself by the way are you social distancing from your family right now (laughs) she said she got a half gallon of margarita from a local restaurant (laughs) she's like you're welcome to come get some from you should have gone over and well i can't have margaritas anymore remember that's right (laughs) but um you know that's um people people are great i think in so many ways we're seeing the great side of people i had the most friendly cheerful checker at natural groceries today i wanted to give him a hug but that would have probably gotten me in trouble he was just so sweet and friendly i had i had the urge this morning and i sent out a few emails and instagram messages i just was thinking a lot about my friends in new york some of them i haven't talked to in a while but i just emailed them all i was like hey i'm just thinking about you guys hope you're doing well like our lives are relatively unaffected here um but you know we're we're surviving, you know. It's hitting us in random ways, and it's a really weird time. But yeah, I hope you're. But it's not like New York City. No, no, and I'm like, I hope you're doing okay. I, you know, but it's it's hard to. I actually, I don't know that some one of the one of the one of the messages that emailed back something really funny, and I could have taken it in a variety of ways. So I decided to take it with a, you know, just a grain of salt. But it was kind of like. It makes me leery of reaching out to anybody unless it's kind of that suffering thing. So unless you've gone through it, you really don't mm. don't know or can't really empathize with. So me. you think it would have been better if you'd said, "Hey, just thinking about you. Hope you're doing okay." I don't know. Okay? <clears throat> I don't of know. Comparing their situation to yours. It wasn't. It wasn't. I wasn't trying to compare. I was trying to add value to it rather than simply like, or at least kick off a conversation of some sort. Like, 
you know, I did say, yeah, we're, you know, lost some income, but we're staying busy, you know, helping out other stuff, you know, you know, trying to, trying to at least say, I'm not trying to compare situations at all, but I don't know how you would come out without sending either superfluous, like, oh, well, you haven't, you haven't actually, we haven't heard from you in six months. Um, so you actually don't care. Uh, you're just being nice or something. It's a, it's this weird industry thing. You know, it's like, mm. are you trying to like butter me up sort of thing? At least that's the way I think about it. Um, I don't know if there's a way to do that without coming across as being, cause the other ones came across as being totally fun. They're like, Oh man, it's great. So we're, we're doing this. We're doing that. We're surviving over here. So it was a little bit more. So I'm just kind so of the moral of the story is people are weird and hard. Yeah. I think, I think people are weird and hard, but it, I was also trying to say that I, I had this moment today where I was like, I just, I was thinking about my friends in much more. I mean, I talk to my family very regularly, um, too regularly. Like you go, you put your phone down and go to the bathroom and come back to 70 messages. Regularly. No, it's more like 17. Okay. Well, I, I speak in hyperbole. Um, you know, but I don't talk to my friends very much and I think about them all the time. And it's like, how do you say, Hey, I'm not a creeper. And I know we don't really, you know, it's not like we're like super tight or anything, but you know, I've just been thinking about you. Um, I, don't, I don't think that's, a, I do that to people. Okay. I'll send them a, send them a text or, uh, you know, just a Facebook message or something and, you know, Hey, been thinking about you or, you know, you popped into my brain today. Hope you're doing okay. I don't think that's creeperish. Right. Creeperish is, hey, I saw you got a new girlfriend on Instagram. Um, and I've you done like, that before, but I've you, done that to friends like Stephen. And you like that Stephen gets new girlfriends? Occasionally Stephen has new girlfriends. Okay. Uh, and I saw you liked this song on your Facebook, February 16th of 2017. So I saw in 2013 you were in Hawaii. <laughs> maybe maybe it's just... Seems like you've gained I, some weight since then. Yeah. You can't blame that on the coronavirus. That's not your COVID-19. That'd be something my brother would say. Only uh. to his sister-in-law. <laughs> so the backstory of that is I made a comment just on our last one about doing my best to gain the quarantine 15 and sort of out of context in a family text string, JR's brother said something about it. Looks like I've been gaining some weight, <laughs> not realizing he was mentally linking back to the show where I had personally said I was gaining weight, but yeah. it was a little bit of a, do these pants make my butt look big sort of moment? Like, no, you haven't been gaining weight. Always the right answer, JR, is it doesn't nobody, look like you've gained no, nobody, none of the and family, your extra baby jiggly belly is none of the family picked up on it either. They're all like, way to go, Jared. Good job. <laughs> Nice one. <laughs> Nobody picked up on the show. But fortunately, it's not this family texturing that's about, what, 75 texts a day, 100 uh, texts a day. It's a fortunately, lot. it's a very non-grudge holding bunch. Yeah. Like there's a combination of humor and serious and, um, and but, you know, I don't know, I think everyone was like, you know, past it, except right. me, obviously, who is holding a grudge. I'm just not sure. That's Jer what you do. I'm not you sure. Hold grudges. I'm that's not totally sure Jared's it. seen pictures of my belly recently to even. We know should if send I'm some of mine. We should shave my belly, <laughs> send him a photo of my belly, and say it's your belly. But my belly's bigger than yours. So no, it isn't. I could just send him my muffin top picture. No, I could send him I a mean, muffin top picture too. I was looking. I was wearing my bike true. shorts to get this good old muffin top. It's good stuff. Says the man who's lost. Oh my gosh! Surgery. Yeah, so I I was weighing in at two eighteen because I was doing some strength training and 
and, and muscle and muscle building. And then I had my surgery and I weighed myself on Sunday and I was down to 203 and I haven't been that low in like forever. That's easily the lowest I've been since sometime around college. I usually hover around 207 to 6 210 212 207. I was about to say that I'm the heaviest I've been when I haven't been pregnant, but that's not true because from the last based on the last time I weighed myself, I weigh about I was heavier last week. No, 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 no. <laughs> I weigh just a couple pounds less than when I was in high school and was lifting weights every day for four years straight. Well, you kind of have been lifting weights every day for the last nine years straight by carrying babies around. Yeah, this is not muscle mass. <laughs> this is sourdough bread and donuts and eating the last of the cream cheese apple dip. Are you worried you're going to end up with your dad's pot gut? No, I'm not worried I'm going to end up with my dad's pot gut. Because your that's, mom is a rail. That's a beer your mom's belly. Like skinny and tall. She's. That's that's not a pot gut. That's a beer belly, and I don't oh. drink beer, so I'm not gonna have that problem. Um, so you drink cider though. I do. Not I need much. to finish that cider. Um, I think we should tell people this backstory of the stop motion videos you were posting. Sure, it's kind of fun. So you know we homeschool anyway, so our schooling life hasn't been disrupted too much. Except that there's all of this, all of these resources flying around. And I kind of had a couple of moments of panic of like, I need to be taking advantage of these. Like, I need to be taking my kids on virtual tours of the Louvre because it's available and we need to be watching all the zoo animals and be doing all these amazing things every day. And this person is doing an art lesson online at 11 o'clock. Pause. So all of you know, new homeschoolers out there, don't think this is normal. We don't normally get this many no, cool free perks. I mean, there are actually a, a ton of, of really good, cool resources. Like even just this last week, I found a YouTube channel that is really good he's uses for Spanish for teaching the kids Spanish because I'm trying to not purchase a bunch of expensive <clears throat> Spanish resources mm-hmm. but I'm trying to teach them Spanish by immersion and so this video is an immersion he's from Spain the only problem is he's from Spain maybe that's why Lily's lisp has been so bad lately he's watching these people from Spain speak Spanish <laughs> and they do like instead of a procession which in Spanish in Latin American Spanish would be a procesión in in it's Spain. It's more like Portuguese, is it, where everything is, it, is kind of soft and lispy. No, I mean it's super lispy, a procesión, and I am like a what? It's a parade, a procession, right. but a procesión, and everything is this super soft, like the D's are the with the tongue out. Anyway, but he te- he he pantomimes and he draws on a whiteboard um, everything that he says. But you have to, he doesn't translate anything. Hmm. He says it all in Spanish. And I'm trying to remember, it's called like Dreaming Spanish or something. But it's totally free. It's just on YouTube. So there are great resources out there, but not like this. But I feel badly for all these people who are now suddenly homeschooling their kids and feeling like they have to do all of this stuff. Because even I, who normally have a pretty good filter, was feeling like I had to do all this stuff. And we did do um, an author that we'd read one book before at 9 a.m., she read through a book that we actually owned, but I had not had the time to read aloud to the kids, so we listened to her read it aloud a chapter a day. But we've foregone a bunch of incredibly good stuff, too, like Andrew Peterson reading. He's now moving on to the second of his Wingfeather Saga books 
because he finished the first and quarantine is still going on. You almost can't keep up anymore with everything that's everybody's doing. Well, you absolutely cannot. Even even with all of the celebrities, some of the celebrity musicians and stuff that I follow, I'll jump on like their live stream or something, and out of the 266,000 followers, they've only got 145 that are viewing their live stream. I mean, it's like we're just doing. Everyone's kind of doing something, which is really cool. We're going to come out of this with like massive creative works because <laughs> everybody's going to have a lot of time. Yeah, that's true. But so one of the things that I did actually pause some of our other school to take advantage of was this gal who does stop motion. She does it commercially, um, mm-hmm. but she's um, she's this cute, artistic Instagram mom. And she um, she has a stop motion kids camp that she gave free access to um, if you you know, regrammed her, her stuff. And so, um, we, I had the kids watch that and we've had like several times of trying to get Titus into stop motion before yeah. and it just hasn't taken off. And I felt like after I had them start these Which videos, is funny because it's the exact same app. It is. It's the now. exact same app. Um, but, um, he even, they, they started the videos the week that I got them from her. So towards the beginning of the stay at home stuff and he was he was kind of like like he farted around a little bit and then just like something clicked in his head and he wanted to do it again so I had him watch all of the videos all the way through from this gal Trisha Zemp and like he he saw the whole process he saw her create a couple of very cool things she does a a demo claymation one with play-doh and then she uses some paper, like printables that she actually provided a link to if you wanted to. But he also has a Lego stop motion kit. So he just went for it and he made a really cool video completely on his own. And I love seeing things like that click where with with mm-hmm. Titus, it's so hard. Like with Lily, you can be like, this is what she's into. Like, you know, exactly. She she yeah. loves to cook and she loves to craft and anything crafty, you know, um, and Titus, it's harder to find something that clicks. And so it's cool to see him take something from beginning to end and build this very cool Lego set all by himself. Today, and today when he came up with that mountain, I was like, what the what? You know, he has a book that has some of like the basic ideas and, and, in it. Like it was just, it was really cool. Then it was really he, cool. And then he goes, the best part was when he, he took the guy and he's sitting there with the dining room table and he's already shown me this. And then he turns around about five minutes later. He's like, hey, dad, look. This guy's stuck in the snow. <laughs> he cut the guy in half and stuck, stuck his him, like, body on the That's ice hilarious. Thing. He's like, and then this guy's upside down. And it's just like two legs. <laughs> it's like, that cracks me yes. up. I was like, Tito, have you thought about using the clear blue ones and making like an ice waterfall? Then he's like, oh, that'd be cool. Like, yeah, it would be cool. Yeah. So stuff like that. I feel like it was fun to see that click. So that was the story of that. Um, do you know what today is on the church calendar? Thursday. Monday, yes. Thursday? Monday, Thursday. Do you know what Monday, Thursday means? Uh, I used to. Like last year, last time it was Monday, Thursday. I think I <laughs> last time your I, wife gave you a lecture. And then I forgot it. <laughs> so Monday <clears throat> comes from the Latin for commandment. Okay. So this is from John 13 when Jesus says, a new command I give you at the, you know, at the Last Supper. He says, a new command I give you to love one another. And so... I just find it fascinating that the church of old fixated on that of all the things that Jesus said and all the things that Jesus did in 
celebrating the Last Supper, instituting the Lord's Supper, um, this last, you know, celebrating the Passover, of all of the things that Jesus did, the church fixated on a new command I give you and named the day on the church calendar after that. Does that make sense? I guess, I guess I've, I've never thought until today when during school I was explaining Monday, Thursday to the kids, um, I've never thought of that particular passage as being so, so significant oh. that it gets an entire day named after it. Do you know what I mean? I find it ironic. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's just human nature. You know, the gospel is all about not earning your, not having to work for your salvation. And we celebrate when we get a new commandment. It's like, that's the whole reason Jesus came because we can't fulfill the commandments. Right. But it's, it's a turning point between our, the old, the old covenant and the new covenant. And so it's a contrast between you can't fulfill the 10 commandments and how they're expanded upon in the entire old Testament. And so the new commandment, you know, as Jesus says elsewhere, the greatest commandment is love God, and the second mm-hmm. is like it, which means it flows out of it to love your neighbor. And at the end of the new commandment passage in John 13, Jesus says, by this all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Um, you know, and then he goes on and on with the high priestly prayer, John 17, right. you know, let, let them be one as you and I are one. And so it's all connected, obviously. But then he institutes the Lord's Supper, which is a communal act. You know, it's not just me and Jesus. It's us and God in covenant relationship with God. Can I poke something for a minute? I don't know. Can you? I'm like, I can totally poke it. Um, is it, would, is communion different when you're, if you do it virtually than if you do it in the same space, physical space? Um, the general consensus of most Reformed churches that I've been following these days is, oh. yes, physical presence together. Um, not that the pastor's hands are magical in saying the words of <clears throat> institution, but there's something about the physical presence of being together that um, that validates if you will so but there are there are like there was a there was a a two-point debate public you know, published on the gospel coalition where one pastor is saying this is why we have come to believe that we won't celebrate the lord's supper during the time when our church is not meeting together and then another guy was publishing posted an article saying and they like they link to each other this mm-hmm. it's a pair of articles um and he said this is why my church will be encouraging people to celebrate the Lord's Supper virtually because we're all together in spirit. And I'm, you know, the pastor is saying the words of institution and we're doing it as a community. And so, um, I mean, it the, that's it's an incredibly weird debate <laughs> that um, to, it just has not, I'm sure there are people People have been practicing this and thinking about it and debating well, it. Yeah, it just elsewhere. seems kind of silly to me in a way. And I, uh, granted, I don't have a master's degree or a seminary degree or anything highfalutin like that. But if you were to never have, if we were to go for the next year and never have another church service or 
however long. You would never have communion again if you held to the one position. Yeah. And nothing magical happens at communion. If you're doing a live stream, I don't see any reason why it's it's not the same. The physical presence is not the same, especially if you're if you're forced to not meet together or you're you're choosing to, you know, meet uh, virtually for the sake of your community or the sake of your, you know, people around you. I mean, is a dinner <clears throat> party the same if you're doing it? Everybody. Over no, Zoom? but if you can't have a dinner party, you might as well throw one online. People are doing virtual happy hours all the time. I mean, it's yeah, you can't like we can't have a reunion, a physical family reunion. So, you know, we get together on Zoom once a week and connect that way. It's still a connection. It's still connecting. So I don't. I don't know, that's just me. I just I didn't know if I was on crack or something or being No, I heretical. think I think there are thoughtful people <clears throat> making the case on both sides. But from my observation, it seems like most people in our church Where do you land? Um I haven't thought about it that deeply. My gut reaction because of all of my past history and thinking is physical presence, all being together. Mm-hmm. But this is a world that we've never like it, right. we've we've never all been doing church virtually at the same time yeah together um I mean, ever, it's not be- ever before in church history no. has this ever been even a possibility um oh, that's interesting too yeah and so um or you know a situation and a possibility at least in you know i'm i'm not i can't speak outside of the western world that maybe they've had situations like this. I mean, the church in China is still on major crackdown um, from the government. And so I I don't know. Do they do something to celebrate the Lord's Supper in there? I mean, theoretically, you know, theoretically, if, if it was important to a church that they have regular communion and they have communion in physical presence... With the communicants, the pastors could go around and visit every family and have communion with every family, right? Um, yeah. Usually, like in our church, see, here's the other thing. I don't know how many churches in the United States do communion we every week. Anyway, church. I mean, we. I mean, there are there are a fair I number. Up, I'm sure. I grew up with either once a month or once a year. Like Easter and Christmas. Yeah. I think the church I grew up in was more like once a quarter. I'm so addicted to once a year, once a, once a week now, though. It's like, it's like a part yeah. of my... Um, okay, so this... Like, That's why I've been kind of like... I've been kind of like... You're getting eh, a little twitchy Because I, I want I want to do it virtually. Like, I don't see any problem with why we can't do that. I, you know... So, but I'm not in leadership, which is probably good because I make inappropriate comments when I shouldn't. I mean, I think that the pastors taking communion to somebody else is something that historically in churches like ours has been done when somebody is so sick Mm -hmm. that they can't come to church. And so it's not just one pastor. Like it would be a, a, a plurality of church leaders would take that. And so there's like a plurality of church people celebrating it taking it to somebody but they would consider that an exception there's probably something in the book of church order well, i would it. consider this an exception it is for sure. it is for sure an exception anyway you were um, gonna say well no i guess so today i i started listening to a podcast interview with andrew peterson and not only was it fantastic in and of itself um 
Was Andrew Peterson there? He was amazing. Of course it was. No, it 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 clicked. It it made a couple of things click with me because I feel like every year of my adult life, at least, where I've been more reflective, um, Easter's had a slightly different meaning or significance to me, depending on where I am in life or what I've been learning. Like I remember one Easter when I was in seminary where we spent. I, I don't know, like a month talking about the significance of the resurrection in terms of our righteousness, that Christ couldn't have just died. He also had to be raised back to life in order to be vindicated, in order to have a righteousness that then could be passed on to us. He he had to, the, the resurrection, at least for that, period was very significant to me for my own righteousness that um I could not be declared righteous in Christ if if just Good Friday had happened and not also Easter Sunday. Um and also connected to that, of course, the ascension because now he's seated at the right hand. But um so all of that was it was kind of a little bit more heady and theological for me because I was that's where I was in life, but also I had never really thought through the significance of some of these theological terms or what are you looking at? I was just looking at the wall and oh. the train set and okay. I'm just, I'm listening as you. Anyway. Um, and then there, the other Easter that pops to mind in terms of in recent memory of having a lot of significance was, um, do you remember when Titus was six months old, my grandpa died the week before Easter mm-hmm. and I think, I can't remember, I was trying to remember if his funeral was, like, the Saturday before Easter. It was all, like, packed. Was that the Easter that we, we went to your grandmother's church? It was, and it's it Episcopalian, a, but yeah. it's, it, like, they totally followed an Anglican mm-hmm. liturgy, for, yeah. so it was a decent service. Really good service. Um, but, um, yeah, so so the, that Easter was weird, but having having death so in our face um during that for me kind of made the we don't grieve as those who have no hope and also we who are in christ live in light of the hope and the identity that we have um, because i have family members who don't have that hope and that identity um and i've been like I so I started thinking, what is this Easter? Like what's the significance of the resurrection? How's that hitting me today? Um and I was thinking about the YouTube playlist that I put together. And besides the fact that Petra has a lot of straight from scripture, fantastic like resurrection, Palm Sunday songs, like King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Yeah. Our kids love that version of it. And, you know, it's like straight out of like open the gates was it Psalm twenty four? Their I think lyrics we have always up. been totally spot on. I guess I've never really thought about it no, when I can. Have always been yeah, solid. but um, you know, who is this King of Glory, the Lord strong and mighty? Open the gates to the Lord of Hosts. Um, so our kids are memorizing scripture by listening to Petra, and then of course it is finished um, by Petra, kind of iconic. So that's on my playlist. But also, um, I realize that I've been gravitating towards uh christ as the the theological term would be christus victor the christ the victor um 
which has been overplayed as Christ, the conquering king, um, you know, the messianic expectations of the Jews in them mm-hmm. of themselves as Christ, the victor, um, were not accurate, appropriate expectations, but also, you know, you see like the Holy Roman Empire that is not Christ, the king, that as he came washing feet and stuff. The Republican Party? Um, sometimes. Not the king? Sometimes. Um, but, um, you know, I find myself, you know, that the, the good strain of Christus Victor is that he, one facet, if what Christ accomplished at Easter is a diamond, one facet of the diamond is that he did conquer the power of evil and of suffering in our lives. And so I find myself gravitating towards songs and things that talk about Jesus conquering through his resurrection, conquering various ways that sin impacts us in our lives. I like a great hook. Um, It's always hard to, it's always hard for me to bring that concept home. Um, Meaning, you know, just today I saw a political cartoon where, sorry, I guess I shouldn't, it's not political. It's, you know, but is there a category for non-political political cartoons? Um, but I had a picture of all like death, suffering, um, sickness, disease, and then hope. And it's a picture of the empty tomb. And <clears throat> I looked at that and I thought, that's true. And then my second thought was like, no, oh, yeah, okay, come on. How are we going to tie those two together? An empty tomb and, you know, thinking about it from the perspective of, you know, um, somebody who's been burned by the church or an atheist or, you know, some other perspective. It's, you know, you you kind of pick it apart in my own brain. Um, It's it's always hard to connect those two things. Like, yeah, we have suffering now. People are dying because of a pandemic. Everybody's scared. Their stock portfolios are crashing. And yet Jesus is risen, so we have hope. But that doesn't fix, you know, it doesn't fix the problem that we're having now, the physical problem. Um, but then you keep extrapolating that out. And that's exactly, I think what, what in the new Testament, the Jews were struggling with then too, because they wanted Jesus to come in swinging a, swinging a hammer and a sickle and wiping out everybody being the because everybody was king. Because everybody was terrible to them. They genuinely and, had very, right. very hard lives. But he didn't, yes. he didn't. And that, well, you can't be God if you didn't do that. But but that's what Jesus does. I mean, throughout history, God defies our expectations. He's like, I'm going to do, I'm not, you, you, you can't form me into your own image. You can't make me do what you think I should be doing for your, but I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And it's going to defy what it's going to, it's not going to be what you expect. Um, and so, but sometimes it's hard to even swallow, even though you know it and you believe it, it's like, eh doesn't on the one hand it doesn't make sense on the other hand it does because it doesn't yeah jesus doesn't fix things in the right. moment necessarily um yeah it's just a I, hard thing yeah i think so <clears throat> nt Wright published something i think in christianity today basically saying like jesus doesn't try he's not his purpose is not to fix, to fix that. Right. Um, and I didn't read the whole thing. I just read all of the, 
um, all of the controversy surrounding what he published because because <laughs> it's anti right and everything because it's anti right yeah um, and and it's Christianity Today which let's be honest is I, is I, I haven't picked up Christianity Today in a long time yeah um, they they push boundaries in an effort to be relevant to a more progressive world um, I think that's a fair way of saying what I've seen of them anyway um, but he he does point to the fact that things like Ecclesiastes and Job um, and Lamentations are appropriate passages of scripture for people for whom Jesus has not swooped in and fixed the things. Um, I mean, there's a ton, but you can even go, even look at all the the, the exiles, the Jewish exiles, mm-hmm. and the persecution throughout throughout ancient history, and you'd see the same thing. And like, the fact Jesus that did not of- fix a lot of that. In fact, he's like, no, I'm not fixing anything for you guys. You guys, you dug your hole. I'm here, uh, but you're going to go suffer the consequences. But the fact that all of the disciples also died suffering deaths of suffering yeah um also says you know they they were convinced of of who christ was but they he did not swoop in and fix things for them either but he also didn't swoop in and fix things for himself on the cross yeah um which we know that he could have um but i think that leads to i why so i texted you I pulled into Costco today and I'm listening to this podcast with Andrew yeah. Peterson and um, and I started crying at something you said because it made something click for me too that so much of this, like the fact that we're, we can't celebrate Easter with our church families or even like do our Easter egg hunts with our friends and celebrate our Easter dinner with our friends and family Um And we recognize, you know, we can Zoom our family on Easter Sunday, but it's not the same thing. Mm -hmm. All of this has this swirling of longing in it. And this this podcast, Andrew Peterson was talking about being in Jerusalem and at the Western Wall. It's simultaneously a place of great joy and of great sorrow for the Jewish people there, where that's where they feel the closest to God and also the farthest away. And he uses, he then goes to Narnia because, um, you know, all great nerds do Narnia and Tolkien references. Um, I'll never qualify. Um, But he, he talks about how Lucy has been in Narnia and then she goes back and the wardrobe wall has gone back to being a wall. And so she knows this place that's right on the other side, but she can't get there. And that was the point at which I was like, ah. <laughs> I wasn't weeping, but just really struck me, accord with me that, that the resurrection is, you know, as Paul says, is the first fruits, that it's not the whole harvest. And so Christ's resurrection and celebrating it in the particular circumstances that we will, um, in a couple of days, uh, just creates this great sense of longing to be together, but also longing for the fullness of what Christ has accomplished, that, that the, what we're hoping for to be fulfilled. And mm-hmm. the, the 
trusting longing that what we're hoping for is not in vain. Um, and, um, I don't know, just all the things that we're always talking about with the eating together and the dinner parties and the supper of the lamb, you know, I was tempted even this evening with sitting upstairs waiting for the kids to fall asleep. I was tempted to pull out my supper of the lamb, but I thought it would just make me really sad these days because usually I read it before a dinner party. It is. It's really sad. Um, and there's just not the, as he says, the convivium, the coming together. Yeah. Um, you know, we don't get to enjoy I mean, you know, any of that. For people that are listening and don't know us, we, <laughs> when we first got married, we started holding, well, actually it was after we started, we had our first kid, we had Titus. We couldn't go out because we have a toddler, we're tired, we're embarrassed, all the things. Uh, so we're not embarrassed, you just <clears throat> can't meet friends for you're drinks not, after church yeah after but work. then you've got kids running around screaming and crying you know like people are looking at me i'm the one causing a ruckus here at this whatever yeah you know, all this stuff so we had we opened our house on fridays and started having what we called open house happy hours i'd make homemade chips while i'd make homemade salsa frequently there would be homemade tacos pork carnitas margaritas uh, soup, a lot of homemade margaritas and we did we'd fill our house every friday um from five o'clock to eight with people coming and going and it was wonderful we do that every single week and then we did always we'd have a you know i normally me i'd get a hankering to throw a party or cook something so i'd you know throw a brisket on the traeger and we'd have 45 people over you know it's just but that's or we'd have a dinner party like last summer we had i was walking through the yard just today thinking about oh as i was coming back it was tonight i don't that was Two summers ago. I dumped... It's been I, a long time. I dumped the... The bucket of sand. The bucket. No, I dumped the bucket of um, compost in the compost bin. And oh. I was walking back and I just... Uh, two days ago, I borrowed a buddy's mower and thatched and cleaned up the yard. Um, and we have like an acre and a half of grass. It's just crazy. Um, so it looks really nice. And I was walking back thinking, oh, this is looking really good. We set up the patio... Um, I was like, this is fantastic. And I was immediately thought of what we're not going to do. We're not going to have like Debbie's birthday party where we drag the dining room table outside and set up lights. Birthday's in July, and, so maybe. Yeah, and set up, you know, with an intimate gathering with, you know, eight of her best friends. You know, it's like those types of things. And this Saturday, this Saturday is supposed to be our third annual Easter egg dash where we build a big bonfire and we throw thousands, literally thousands of eggs. Hundreds. 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 I've never broken a thousand personally. Oof. It's a lot of eggs. We fill the lawn with eggs and have like 60 kids over. It's only, it's only four families in our, in our world. And, <laughs> it's uh, actually more like 20 or 30 kids. But we can't but we can't do that this year. And it's like that all really, really sucks. And I think I think the more we move into the warmer season, the more we're starting or you and I particularly are going to feel it as a couple because that hosting that hospitality thing is so much of our so much of our vibe like it's our jam it's our thing yeah and I think for me like to to put it in the category of longing sort of like if you can name it it's not just this nebulous feeling of like I keep seeing all these mental health posts on Facebook now about you know that that feeling that you're feeling that's that's grief. That feeling that you're feeling is this, um, which seems like a mental health professional way of helping people process things. Like for you, that feeling that you're feeling is a panic attack. 
You know, right. like, oh, oh, okay. So now I can categorize it. And at least I might still experience that feeling, but at least I have a category for it. So the confusion about feeling the feeling is taken away. Yeah. So anyway. So then you just have the feeling. Yes. Yeah, so then you just have the feeling. <laughs> but so, so for me to be able to identify this feeling of longing, not only surrounding like the whole quarantine thing in general, but specifically experiencing it this week as we're focused on Easter and we're anticipating celebrating Easter in what for us who people who've grown up doing the church thing our whole lives is an utterly bizarre way to think about celebrating Easter. Like I actually read, I'm sort of tempted to do this, but we're not quite the type of people who could pull this off. But I, I saw somebody post online today that they are doing Easter caroling in the middle of, like, on Easter morning. Yeah, no. They're going to go to people's houses and sing, like, the song, you know, the up from the grave or Christ the Lord is risen today, which no. actually bums me out that our church doesn't sing that, those songs. Of all like, the other ones, weird ones we sing, we don't sing those. The, those are classics, though. Those are, like, the ones you're supposed to sing. I will totally, I totally miss. You ping our music director. Actually, you don't know, ping her. Ping the pastors. I, no. We've got a weird time. I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to talk about this publicly. I'm not going to ping anybody because that's not a battle. That's I not like my March battle to fight. So it's all bouncy. Especially if you get that happy, fat old lady on the piano. With the curly hair and the flowery dress. No, short hair. Short hair. Yeah, oh yeah. Short, curly, flowery, kind of happy and round. Yeah, she's about 60. Anyway, I, I like I like those, and I think it's a fantastic idea if you had a musical family who could pull that off. They had the right vibe to go Easter caroling <clears throat> in people's front yards and so sing "Christ the Lord is Risen Today." Not a musical family. The kids uh, are doing okay, though. I wouldn't on piano. Yeah, they're okay. You're the musical one. I you should be owning one. this. I should be owning. It. I just—it's not like I just. Remember how I talked about the passion that left with the divorce? Kind of woo 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 woo. So did my all my passions and everything. That one hasn't come back. <laughs> the what? The teaching the, your kids? No, the teaching the kids. The teaching kids is fun. No, the uh, the the I want to. Um, I want to be overtly. Uh, I don't even know if I, there's a good way to phrase this. The overt, happy Christian, I'm going to go do this overt, happy, loud I thing. don't think anybody will ever mistake you for an overt, happy Christian. I used to be. That's the thing. That's where all this conflicts, inner turmoil and conflict sometimes comes from. Because that used to be me. I'd be the first one standing in line for that stuff. And now I'm like, nah, I ain't touching that with a tough pole. <laughs> but major life trauma changes you. So I don't, you know... Um, yeah. yeah, I do appreciate. If you guys haven't read it yet, Andrew Peterson's "Adorning the Dark" is amazing. Um, at least for me, who always struggles with, he writes a lot from the perspective of a songwriter. But some of the themes in terms of longing and and feelings of worth and creative expression uh, apply to any. Uh, effort you might be doing but it just really he he nailed like he just nailed me like i'm reading this going this is where i want to be farther down the path you know because i'm definitely not there yet but did he, you finish the book? My, oh yeah i finished it the one night the second night i 
slept down here in the chair on your recommendation because of my leg. Mm -hmm. Um, I woke up at like two in the morning and couldn't fall back to sleep. So I read for two hours Hmm. and finished the book at like two in the morning. Yeah, it was awesome. I'll Hmm. put a link in the bio. We'll put an Amazon referral. Uh, if you buy through our link, you'll support the show a couple cents here and there, but you know, it'll pay for the website, the hosting anyway. Yeah. So I do appreciate Andrew. <clears throat> he makes me cry at his concerts. We've only been to one so far. And he made me cry. Um, I I don't know if I've told you this, but he's doing a Tenebrae Good Friday service tomorrow. Wow. Um, with one of the local churches. And I'm planning to have us watch it. I was Well, t- we should put it on the theater down here. And as, I was, loud. as I was tucking the kids in, I was like, oh, yeah, we're not watching Lego Masters tomorrow night. We're watching Andrew Peterson yeah, do a church definitely. service and they were like oh and i was like i'm sorry this is not up for debate this actually and uh, this is a signet we would be at church under normal life and this is right. the next best thing um I like it. and so um so lego masters on saturday uh but andrew peterson doing we do need to finish watching kung fu panda with the kids too but i may try to do a fire pit tomorrow night yeah because it is an earlier to- uh, in fact, you know what the oh no wait tomorrow tomorrow's the Tenebrae service. Well, no, but I I didn't no, look it for, up. The ten it's but they're on Central Time, so it could be if it's a six o'clock service, it's five o'clock for us. So yeah. we could do that and then have dinner, and then do. Is it only one hour? Usually, church yeah. services are. You guys, there. you have no idea. Molly and I live in the same house. We're on Corona calendar, and we're not going anywhere, but we still like don't have. Very I'm not on a Corona calendar. Communication. I have I have things that we do every day of the week. Today we were supposed to clean rooms, but I'm not on the same page as didn't. you. No, whole scheduling things are like, oh, we're doing this. Oh, we oh, all right, cool. That's true. I mean, I don't. But you also go, but. come down and play, play music down here almost every night. Or yeah, or edit videos, or I'm still two videos behind. Or sit, work on photos for Andrew thousands of photos i have no idea even where to start well i've kind of started but yeah all sorts of things yeah we're not on the same page um i in terms of corona calendar though i am pleased with we're on our second week of creating a what we do every day schedule to keep track of the days and give us like some traction well i keep thinking today's um, the eighth and like for instance it's the ninth well, numerically, I'm not, I don't keep track of that very well, oh. except I was trying to remember the last time I went to Costco and I feel like it was almost, I might've been there last on March 9th. We went a month? Yeah. But I can't oh. remember. It might've been after that. Cause I went, what was Mar- the Saturday around then? Now I'm going to open my phone and look. Um, let's see. No, maybe I went on the 14th. Because you might have had your first, uh, whatchamacallit, your first physical, physical therapy. therapy so I went to Costco on a Thursday, and then I went again the next Saturday. And that was like, that was when stuff had gotten, started getting, su- or maybe I went the next day on Friday. But I went twice that week. One one time I just bought a couple of things that I really yeah, needed. Yeah, you'd gone back for that And then I went back long. for everything else. But it's been almost... Almost a month. And that's the third, this is the third time I've done this. So I bought again for a month. 
I went on Super Bowl Sunday. I went sometime around March 9th or 14th. But I kind of consider those one trip. You guys, we're going to come out of coronavirus with a lot better shopping habits. We are. Seriously. <laughs> seriously. Don't get your don't get your expectations too uh, high, though, in terms of my grocery budget. No, I, no, I just I know about how much we spend. Every, I know how much we spend every month. But it's it's if we can cut it's down, gone down Amazon, a lot. Have you are you guys? So I want to know if anybody out there right now is like me and they, they track their expenses and they budget Amazon. And if anybody else struggles with Amazon's invoicing as much as I do, because I'll get billed for a certain amount and then I'll I'll have to track it to an Amazon order to figure out where to categorize what was in that Amazon order. And I go to look at my Amazon orders and none of the numbers match up at all. And, and then I, I have thought to... you were a little bit nuts and complaining about this. And then you asked me what I'd spent like $8.96 on. And I was like, I didn't. Here's here's the only thing, literally the only order I had placed that entire week was like two $17 orders and a $4 item or something. And I was like, uh, But it came you know, through as like $8.96. So I you had figure to, it out. Well, you have to dig and look at every single price thing because they bill everything super wonky. So if there's one thing Amazon will, will do to keep me from ever purchasing on Amazon is to keep doing their weird billing invoicing thing for receipts. It's just awful. Anyway, I'm, a, I'm still nine transactions behind and they're all Amazon related. I know it's going to take me a half an hour to get through those nine transactions to figure out what the heck they are and where they're at. Good thing we have a snowstorm coming this weekend, so you have nothing else to do. I know. But does anybody else struggle with that? Let me know. Let me know. Just hit us up on Instagram or something. Speaking of which, Instagram, at Too Busy to Flush. Our website is toobusytoflush.com. Jump on, subscribe. Um, we occasionally, rarely write updates. We're on Instagram all the time. Um, weekly podcasts, so don't miss those. You want to hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcast provider. And uh, leave us a review. We'd appreciate five stars if you think we're awesome. If you don't think we're awesome, then don't leave us a review. I want to keep the five star rating. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we actually goodness. ranked. We actually ranked two weeks ago. I discovered we ranked at like sixty five in parenting, which was pretty rad. I was kind of hoping to hit top ten. Didn't somebody like email you about that to try to? It's a service. A it's service a chartable. Yeah, it. a chartable service or something like that. And I signed up because they got free statistics, but then you can go next level and. You know, I don't really care about going next level, but I like the free stuff. So anyway, too busy to flush.com. Like us, subscribe us, share us with your friends. Um, thanks for being our friends. Yeah, thanks for being our friends. From afar. From afar. Yeah. Thanks for letting us talk into your ears. If you're running or driving or cleaning the kitchen or working on your car, we appreciate it. All the things. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. Anything else? No. No. All right. Have a good uh, good weekend. See you next week. Happy Easter.